Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time, Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. My calendar says that it's Monday, January the 9th. Well, that would mean that Hank Bogler should be lurking around here somewhere, or are you in North Spring Valley, Nevada? I'm in North Spring Valley, uh, sitting here with my dog, Bow Bow. Yeah. Can Bow Bow say hi on command? Bow Bow, you barked all night and kept me awake. Now, could you say <laughs> something, or are you going to be <laughs> silent? Would you have some coyotes outside? And I'm not talking about the four-legged ones. <laughs> well, I, Bow Bow. I think she sees grizzly bears and woolly mammoths and all kinds of things. Yeah. But she'll, when somebody comes to the door, she doesn't bark at them. So I don't know. She's supposed to be an Akbash guard dog, but she's a biscuit biter, I believe, is her big forte. So I think um, you're hopeful, and I know that you have tremendous promise that uh, all of our illegal migration problems are going to take care of themselves today, huh? Well, yeah, Pinocchio Joe went down there and settled it yesterday. They scrambled oh, he was there around yesterday? up the streets. Yeah. Yeah, they scrambled around, cleaned up everything and fixed everything up. What a joke. And there's already 5 million people come in. So, okay, locked up barn door after the horse is stolen is that an old metaphor yeah that is perfect well i thought it was today that's how much i'll tell I'm you what buying, I guess. i'll tell you what's shocking to me is the family has a zoom two to three in the afternoon on sundays and I participate frequently. Get to see all my kids, grandkids, everything. And they live in Oregon and Washington. And you start talking about these subjects from whether it's Sam Friedman Bank or whatever his name is, FTX, or the border incidents or anything else. They're totally unaware of it. They don't even know going on your family now i know fox yeah my family they have i guess listened to traditional news from the uh compromised democrat party news media mm -hmm. i mean it's no different than pravda or 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 the chinese newspapers if you don't hear about it, you don't know about it yeah I didn't even know that Bankman Freed or Friedman Bankman or Rob Mall, Mini Madoff or whatever they call him. They didn't even know that he gave $37 million to the politicians, Democrats. Um, be, care be careful with that. He was not only a Democrat donor. There's a pretty long most list of, of the Republicans. Money went to yeah, there, there were, most, most did. But he funneled money to animal rights uh, legislators as much as he could as well, because that was part of his agenda was animal rights. 
<laughs> I can't. And, and the crappy part of it, you and I would already be in jail, mm-hmm. living by the pool at his mommy and daddy's house, California. I'll bet he, I'll bet he plea bargains out. I bet he doesn't spend a day in jail. I'm not taking that bet. No way. There's too many politicians been compromised by him. He's sure gotten a lot of coverage, though. I'm thinking that your family maybe just don't even pay attention to anything. Maybe that's it. Um, my second no, daughter is. I, I, daughter I'll, I'll t- before you talk about your second daughter, I'll tell you what it is. People are just ready to tune out to everything else. They just want to know what's going on in their world, and they they want to tune everything out that's controversial because we have no stamina for taking a stand, doing what's right. I'm just talking about society as a whole. So, uh, and it's part of what I witnessed. In fact, on Across the Pond today, Hank, I was talking about, I just returned from Tennessee and Pennsylvania. And we talk about how, let's just talk about Pennsylvania. We talk about how can this guy named Fetterman, who can't even complete a sentence, how could he get elected? I want to tell you what, after spending a few days in Pennsylvania, I fully understand how he got elected. People like free stuff. And they are charging down this path of not only socialism, communism, because there's a promise of another handout coming. And it's just like taking a group of hogs and getting them in a pen. You lure them in with some feed. And before long, you got them to do whatever you want to with them. There's no difference. I saw it up close and personal. I believe that the founding fathers said uh, we'll lose the democracy when people find out that they can vote themselves. Free stuff. Yeah. And that and that was a long time ago. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the takeover. It, it's not a bloody revolution. It's just an incremental revolution. And it started with education, turn the kids in against their parents and yeah. and get them to be mind. You know, the, the, the entire family knew everything about the uh, uh, price of eggs. And, and inflation, but had, I don't think they had a clue of what happened, how, how it happened. Overspending by the government, free stuff. There is no such thing as free stuff. The government can give you nothing without first taking something away from somebody else. I don't know. It's, it's, it was discouraging. Yeah, it's even more discouraging between your own family, I'm sure. Well, and 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 their uh, second daughter got appointed to a, a heck of a job with several employees, uh, and it's a government job. She's always been in law enforcement and parole and probation and child services and things like that, and I think she's always been very dedicated to it. And they asked her and chose her. So that was a compliment. But they absorb only what fits their narrative in their little world. And, and mm-hmm. you know, what is it? A strong man will stand up for himself. A stronger man will stand up for others. And that's the part. If you stand up for somebody else, you expose yourself to the same abuse. Even if the guy is completely right, Donald Trump proved that to 100% with 
the Russian conspiracy. It was true from day one. But all the people that stood up for him, a whole bunch of them, wound up getting drowned by the uh, Federal Bureau of I belong to the Democrat. So, I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on. I have uh, several video clips from Marty Beard's friends in Brazil. Um, nothing today, but yesterday I got clips that they were headed to the capital to take freedom back. And uh, I think that's going to get ugly there, Hank. Well, <laughs> it comes on the news that Pinocchio Joe says he supports the government of Brazil. The government of Brazil, wake up call, Jojo. It's communist. It's no different than Castro in Cuba. What well, in the heck is the matter? It's the same uh, way with supporting the people in the, the Ayatollahs in Iran over the people that are trying to get freedom there. I mean, this guy has been on the wrong side of every issue for his entire career. But yet he got elected years. president, not because he was, yeah, he was not a great orator, not a great tr truth teller. He just had hide in the basement and the fake news, they did all the heavy lifting for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, wow, that is, if that doesn't scare people, I, I, I guess I live in the wrong world or something. Well, why does look. it make me cringe? Closer to home for you. Oh, I can't do that. We'll pick that up when we return with more Roll Route. Hank Bogler, on fire. I love this this quote. A strong man will stand up for himself. A stronger man will stand up for others. We'll be back and take a stand after this. Right out of the shoot today, I'm taking a stand for heat, electricity, everything that happens in your home thanks to coal. I realize that coal is not half of the energy supply today for electricity, but it should be because we have coal. We have a tremendous amount of coal. In fact, it's the most reliable source of energy we have. There may be one a bit cheaper. Any of those I support. What we have happening in our energy policy is not best for our future. Get more details about how you can be a part of the supply chain and how we should say thank you to all of those who make the lights come on and the water's hot in your shower. At Lignite.com, you'll find all of those details. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside Hank Bugler checking in from White Pine County, Nevada. Did you get sworn in yet as county commissioner? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the enthusiasm. Probably never made any friends either. <laughs> the committee assignments. <laughs> One of the committee assignments, all they did was just take the, the guy that used to have the seat that you just got his committee assignments. And one of mine was golf course. Oh. And so I asked him <laughs> if I could okay. trade I with somebody else. Racing on golf courses in White Pine County soon. <laughs> and I said, you know, to go to all that trouble to make that much sheep pasture and then not use, I can't. I don't think I can handle it. Maybe you better find somebody else for that position. So. 
<laughs> Sorry. Oh my goodness, that's hysterical. So, how often are your meetings? Every other week? Uh, come on. Yeah, every other week. Yeah. That was a swear meeting because in Nevada, I believe, you're supposed to be sworn in on the first Monday of the new year. Well, that was a little tough to get done, especially up here with all weather. Roads closed. We were snowed in, so we couldn't have got to town anyhow. We'd had, if you could have done it by Zoom, we'd have had to Zoom. So anyhow, uh, that was a special meeting. The the, the first official meeting is uh, uh, Wednesday, and I I might uh, you haven't got an old flak jacket or anything you can borrow me. I, I saw the agenda. There's some stuff on there that's going to give me the purple sloggers. Such as. Well, it's just, again, we are 97% federally owned in White Pine County. We have Southern Nevada Water Authority, who's not obligated to pay taxes, of taxes, license plates, nothing, which a share of that all comes back to the county. They don't have to pay any of that. Yes, I negotiated with them several years ago, maybe why I've got a target on my back that they would pay payment in lieu of taxes on property taxes, which so far they have. But at any given time, they're not obligated to do it. Then we have Nevada Department of Wildlife that's bought some ranches. Uh, <laughs> crowning example of how private enterprise makes more sense than public ownership. There used to be huge herds of elk wandering along Highway 93 towards Majors and on, on towards Caliente, not the alternative over through Lund. And people were always stopping alongside the road, blocking traffic, taking pictures of the elk. Well, they even built a kiosk for elk viewing. Nevada Department of Wildlife buys the ranch, leaves all the irrigation water for the hay fields in the Cumberland Lake, so people from Las Vegas can come up with their completely contained motorhomes and nearly unless they break down, bringing everything with them from a cheaper source of food, gasoline, et cetera, fishing, and then going home. Well, when they quit irrigating that water and left it in there for the fishermen, the elk left. <laughs> I, my suggestion was to get some plastic elk and put them back on the horizon to where, you know, they're not terribly visible. And you could have some monster rats and everything. And, and so people would see this elk kiosk and see something because there's nothing there now. And now Endow's buying a bunch more ranches. And we're 97% federally owned and nobody realizes agriculture spends more money than the other industries. I think the, the ratio is like 7 or $10 to 1. Where other industries are usually about four to five dollars. Big inputs. Mm -hmm. Well, all of that's leaving the county. All the all the jobs and everything. If you take every federal, state, county, municipal job, there's more of those people than there are private enterprise in the whole county. And most of the private enterprise are there to support all the government jobs, but they create nothing. They consume things. And when you look at these people and make these 
wild, crazy statements. They look at you like a deer in the headlights. They don't even know what you're talking about. That reminds me, Hank, of um, what's the valley uh, south of uh, Reno, Carson City, Gardnervale, Menden? What's that valley called? Washoe Valley. Are you sure? I'm not sure Washoe Valley. That might no. be Eagle, Eagle was, Valley. Well, that yeah. when you... well, I'll think of it in a minute. But anyway, Eagle, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. You know, Settlemeyers, they had bald eagles landing out on their pasture where they were calving, eating afterbirth, after the cows calve. And there were so many people stopping that they turned that into a, a tourist destination. And there are big pull-offs where people can at, literally come on tour buses from Reno and different places and watch the eagles land. And I don't know that they know what they're actually eating out there, but they created a little opportunity for education right there. And the, I can, why I can't think of that valley name, right? At Gardnerville. Well, Smith Valley. No, that's Smith. I know I've been to Smith Valley, too. Uh, Eagle Valley for Carson City's at. Uh, regardless, it, it, just because I can't come up with the name doesn't detract from what it is you're talking about with elk that the Settlemeyers personally did for bald eagles. I think then the state came in and finished up, or probably the county, just probably what you described. The county came in and did that viewing area. And, um, uh, not that I ever say anything controversial, but eagles are nothing more than a flying coyote. Yeah, we know and that. I know. So, I, so I did Ben Franklin. They can't. Carson. It's a Carson Valley. Yeah. Why am I? My goodness. I had to look it up. Okay. Good grief. Anyway. Eagle, but Carson e City, I think, is an eagle valley. Carson, I think. I'm not. I about bet you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if we generate any more questions out of this segment, we won't have time enough to answer them all. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, that was the first sign of spring in at, at my grandma and grandpa's place in, in Southeast Oregon. The valley was basically treeless, except for the cottonwood trees that different people had planted. I suppose for wood, uh, right and shade, right next to their homesteads. Well, Grandma had a pretty good line of big old cottonwood trees, and one morning you'd get up, and there might be twenty eagles sitting in it. It was even before they'd leafed out. Spring because the eagles migrated on the backs of the ducks and the geese. Mm. And when the the ducks and the geese started showing up in the Malheur Lake and Harney, uh, there was no place to roost of any consequence. I guess down at Frank Roos you could have, but they would come up and 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 uh, of course we didn't allow water to get into Malheur Lake from the Sylvie's. We so we had a lot of water turned out in the grain fields and different places there. So there were ducks using that. But, those old eagles that come roosting that tree at night and whack them a bird when they could. So, yeah. 
Well, I can't tell you how much I look forward to your week-by-week -week progress as a White Pine County Commissioner. I think we're going to see some great progress. Oh, you didn't read the agenda. I did. Uh, <laughs> but anyhow, they want to make golf courses fixed up. Spring's going to be here soon. That's more important than anything else going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm uh, you know I'm such a good golfer with my handicap. Tiger Wood won't even shoot against me. Is that what you do I, in a golf game? Do you shoot? Is that what you do? Or hit the ball, or I, you know, I, I maybe do shoot. Tiger Wood won't play. Against me. Yeah, I well, think that's for other handicappers. Because you oh. smell like a sheep. Roll out, second half just ahead, no handicap involved. Let's talk about beef. Certified Piedmontese continuing to pave the way for cattlemen to control their own destiny at a greater level. The consumer is willing to pay for quality. In this case, quality is about the tender beef aspect. Get more details about how you as a Great Plains cattleman can be a part of the Great Plains supply of certified Piedmontese. Use the Piedmontese sires via natural service or AI, and then you get paid $180 over market price. Now, we've had our calves weaned since the Friday before Thanksgiving, whatever day that was, and we're going to be shipping those calves out of here directly, so get details about how you can be a part of that. And, hey, don't forget the best part. Heifers at the same price as steers. Steers and heifers, same price, plus $180 and six weeks after weaning. So you get a little weight gain there as well. LoneCreekKettleCo.com. Welcome back. Trent Luce alongside Hank Vogler, the, the newest commissioner for White Pine. I think I'm going to enjoy this more than Hank is actually. You could get lynched. Well, when was the last lynching in White Pine <laughs> County? Well, according to, although that's in Lincoln County, but according to statistics, the rough town in the West, far ahead of Dodge City, Kansas, was Pioch. The first 24 people that went to the grave did not die of natural causes. <laughs> Is lead poisoning not a natural cause? Well, I guess probably. So, but yeah. anyhow. I was just pontificating about my golf prowess. Tiger Woods refuses to play with me because my handicap is 800 strokes. Anyhow, quite proud of that. I played golf I, one time. I think Tiger Woods will play with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ha ha ha! Just saying. Hey, let's go, let's go back to what's going on in the sheep world. Uh, we had to dig one band of sheep out of the snow and move them to where it was uh, better ground. The brush was sticking out, and the, the the snow settled quite a bit, so we're all right now. And uh, the cows are not out of feed, but uh, we're in the process of letting them go to another pasture uh, to have the three pasture rotation. Anyhow, uh, uh, if it doesn't get any deeper, we're in 
fine shape. Uh, price of sheep, there seems to be kind of a undertow out there that there's the price is coming up a little bit. That's handy. And uh, this will be my market prediction for the year. As much rain as they're getting in California, you know, only in about a week or so, they'll have grass six inches high. Mm -hmm. And there's not enough mouths, you know, for the last four, six years, if you send a load of cattle to California, you send a load of hay with it because they had, to, you know, things were not jiving. Well, now it might be a little late in the year. Cattle are pretty well all settled where they're going to go for the winter, but they're going to need some mouths or they're going to have the absolute fire season from H-E double toothpick. Yeah. So. I don't want to change the subject because I think this is a good one. And I need to talk to my friends in California to see what the all this flooding is causing them in terms of hardship. But I just again noticed that that weasel that they have called a governor, Newsom. You know, somehow I stumbled on a press conference he did over the weekend. He starts everything out with, you know, California, the state where we, we celebrate living in freedom. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hank, in my travels this week at the Tennessee Cattlemen and then on to Pennsylvania, Tennessee has had a huge migration of folks who are tired of California. I even met a few in Pennsylvania, which is, I think, pretty rare. But people are flocking out of California. They, they're fed up with it. I've had people go visit their family, and they come home and they say, I'm not even going to go back. I, if my family wants to see me, they're going to have to come to me. And yet they just start every sentence with a lie. I guess if it's not anything new, and Hitler brought it to the forefront. You tell a lie long enough and people begin to believe it, but they just don't know how to tell the truth. Well, he doesn't have to. The news media backs him up as though he's the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, this is the first time in history, not just since the War of 1845 with Mexico, even before that. I mean, that was one of the reasons they got into the war, was the number of Americans that were moving to California because of all the opportunities. And uh, Silicon Valley, uh, you wait. I believe old, uh, Elon Musk is about ready to pull a pin on him. I think he's headed to everything for Texas for Twitter. I mean, yeah. They have done everything. Do you realize that if you come to Nevada, this is something that's close and personal because mountain lions kill my sheep. People from California cannot come up here and take a, a mountain lion. They can even have it stuffed. And if they get caught taking that mountain lion back as a mount for their wall or for whatever, they could be arrested. Fine. Mm. I did know that. And, and the cage-free chickens, the cage-free hogs, you know, uh, the forest fires. California, Northern California was always a huge logging state. Now they show those pictures flying over. Half the trees are dead. Why are they dead? Just like anything else, they get so thick, they cannot any longer compete. And they die. They mm -hmm. get bug infested. All the things in the world. It is not good silviculture it is absolutely <laughs> that it was not that way when the spanish arrived you know i mean it, it's 
It was different. It was open. If John Muir, who herded sheep in the Sierras, had paid more attention to what his sheep were eating, rather than looking at the scenery and, and riding derogatory stories and calling sheep nothing more than clothed locusts, he might have learned something, and we might have not ever had that controversy. Those beautiful mountains are still there, except for the fact that the timber is so decadent that every time they get a fire, you're not going to put out 100% of the fires, but you're not going to have 300,000 acre fires. And then the wash after the fires that comes down and takes out everybody's house, wake up, folks. Bienvenidos, Estados Unidos. Welcome to America. United States. <laughs> well, John Muir was like the first one who figured out you can make more money talking about the problems sheep cause than the solutions sheep provide. And that turned into an yep. entire gold mine of nonprofit organizations fleecing the public for profit. You got her. You better bet. Give the man a cigar. He can be taught. Um, but back to what you brought up in terms of cage-free eggs. One week from today, when you and I do this next Monday, I'm going to be in the latest state that puts their consumers in peril with the what used to be the most affordable protein source on the planet, which was an egg. State of Colorado, January 1 of this year, went to cage-free eggs only. But Apparently, I think this came from the Department of Agriculture, they're going to give the state of Colorado and the producers a one-year transition because they don't believe they can meet the needs this year, which eggs are already at $6.50 a dozen. Where's it going to go from here? So next week, I'm going to have an up-close-and-personal look from Colorado on what's going on with that and all of the other nonsense. Colorado's trying to be a California pretty hard, I got to tell you, Hank. Yeah, well, you know, Buffy and Biff are up at Brackenridge, you know, <laughs> on those barrel hoops, slats, and sliding down the mountain. Yes, 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 yes. And the California farmers and ranchers are the same as the Colorado ranchers that are hanging on by their toenails and fingernails. You know, hunger. Anybody want to talk about hunger? I mean, yeah, it seems almost so impossible. Well, my daughter comes out here every day, brings things, uh, takes the mail, does the books, helps me out a thousand percent. And the other day I said, uh, we need some eggs. There was only a couple dozen. She said, she writes me back, what, that, what is it, the text? Tough. Went to three stores, got two dozen. That's in little old Ely, Nevada. I'm sure that the larger towns have a higher you know, emphasis and protocol as far as where they get delivered. But if you live in Ely, Nevada, uh, it's like walking into a Soviet Union grocery store. There's a, one old bent can of beans in the corner. Well, we can't mess around with getting eggs to people in Ely. We got to worry about what Zelensky needs in Ukraine. Ah, yes. Our man Zelensky. Do you think any of that 35 or 40 billion dollars go to Swiss bank account. I flew home from Pennsylvania Saturday. I went from uh, Harrisburg to Charlotte, North Carolina, because it's right in between North Carolina is right in between Pennsylvania and Nebraska. 
So I flew to Charlotte and it turned out to be a great extra little ride because it's a two hour and 50 minute flight from Charlotte to Omaha. And one of my flight attendants was from Czechoslovakia. She literally sat down with me and she walked through. There's nobody pulling the wool over her eyes, Hank. She's been there, done that. She's bought the candy. She's seen this the show before. It's the country she left. And she's telling me, and this happens all the time. People who grew up in one of these communist Eastern Bloc countries, they escape and they come here and they look in the eye and they say, you're doing what we did. It's wrong. And she was walking through the <laughs> facade of the Ukraine and how Zelensky was an actor and he's accumulating this barrel full of money at our expense. And then she said, and the biggest problem is that the people in this country don't think for themselves. They just think what everybody tells them to think. Oh, she was so refreshing. But, man, she was fired up. Yeah. And it's always been that way. It's always been a rich man's war and a poor man's fight. And we're supplying the ammunition. You know, Ike Eisenhower, 1960, farewell address. Look out for the government and the industrial complex. It's a bad deal. Well, it is. You know, why didn't we, when we were the toughest country on earth, why didn't we go right into the Soviet Union? Why didn't we stop at all? Well, then that wouldn't have been no fun. Why, why did we leak out nuclear secrets? Well, wouldn't be no fun without them. I mean, it's when you're the biggest dog on the block, why do you want to give up that power? And we did. And Patton, a lot of people, conspiracy theory or not, think that he got killed because that's what he said. Fight him now or fight him later. So we were the big dog. Let the big dog sleep on the porch. We'll be back with more Raw Route. I think I screwed that up after this. Well, this is a big deal. Protect the Harvest continues to work at supplying information to empower ourselves to take our country back one county at a time. Get more details about the right to repair. This came out of the American Farm Bureau Convention, and I have to tell you that I think it's an enormous deal. It's just an enormous deal. You need to get more information about exactly what is happening in this regard. Go to Protect the Harvest and you can accomplish all of that. Protect the Harvest is about empowering yourself to maintain a free and fed America. We've had so many people, I mean, generation after generation, contribute to improving the production of food, improving the essentials of life, and the environment. And it's all been accomplished because we celebrate property rights. We maintain a free and fed America with property rights, and Protect the Harvest assists you in doing that. Details at protecttheharvest.com. really good back in three two one welcome back roll route trent lewis alongside white pine county commissioner hank vogler how are you into a new tax bracket it's only been a week have you gotten enough bribes to be bumped up to like 30 percent yet well so far that's been the biggest disappointment in my life <laughs> i refuse to take <laughs> any donations do you realize if you take a donation in a political race and, and every quarter you got to fill out this all this paperwork, probably three or four bureaucrats are living off the paperwork of the politicians. Yeah. If you take over a hundred bucks from anybody, you got to report it. So I wouldn't take any campaign donations. I think about six 
$600 worth of signs. Uh, nothing. And I still got to fill out those reports. So, I mean, it's a, you don't want to do that. If, if And for whatever reason, maybe there was nobody in competition, but I got 56% of the vote. So I guess that was all right. But it's just, well, I, it's I gotta, just wrong. I got a little bit of that consternation myself because uh, I got an appointment by the governor to the Racing and Gaming Commission for the state of Nebraska. And it requires Senate confirmation. I mean, it's it's kind of a big deal. And I have to fill out all this declaring <laughs> my revenue. Anybody yep. who I sold anything to for more than one thousand dollars, I have to I do have to declare. Yeah, you know how many people pay me for a bread gilt or even boar semen that amounts to more than a thousand dollars in a given year? Of course, you know, it doesn't ask for my expenses, but that's beside the point. It's not a profit and loss. They're basically just trying to see who's paying you. And then aside from anybody paying you more than $1,000, what you just said, I have to do as well. Anybody who gifted you anything more than $100? Well, how are you? How are hey, you I, I'm not even campaigning. Okay. Get a pencil and a piece of paper. I'll give you a tutorial. I'm ready. I got everything in pen, now, I've got paper, a brother, ready. Jim, you got a brother, Jim, <laughs> and a son named Hunter, and you run all the money through them, or great uncle Leroy, twice removed, and Aunt Betty, you run it through their niece. You let you keep them in the dark, and then they and then they pay for your lawn getting mowed. They pay for your house getting painted. They pay for everything. For goodness sakes, you got to get on board here, you know. <laughs> that's that's how you do it. That's the thing. The more laws you make, the more loopholes somebody tries to figure out. That's what I've always said about having gone to China three times. It does not make, make me an international expert. But I watch the people in the streets with their illegal vendors, their illegal clothing vendors, fruit, all kinds of things, illegal cab drivers, you name it. Go to the wet market. There's no cashiers there there's no there's no there's adding machines in a couple of places yeah it's black market and it's the same thing you tell the politicians don't put nothing in your name they won't uncle leroy twice removed that worked at the gas station across the street from the piggly wiggly gets the money he funnels it takes a skip uh commission and everybody's happy you can't stop the buggers <laughs> the world is full of capitalism and they deny it. <laughs> I, I I mean, you bring up the worst of the worst. How is it that any elected official can be so corrupt to get away with what the Biden crime family's gotten away with? Unfreaking believable. And the fact that I've now said that on the radio, I'm sure I'm going to get another phone call from my favorite Secret Service agent that likes to call me when I start criticizing the Biden family on the air. But it's all it's black and white. I got to fill out everybody who gave me a box a box of cheese. Thank you, Joel Johnson. But yet they have billions and millions of dollars being funneled into their organizations, and they no big no big deal. Uh, no nothing to see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you eleven hundred dollars. And see how many conspiracy theories that whips up. <laughs> yeah. And, and and when they pass a law, there's you know, why do I call my attorney Loophole Jones? 
I mean, that's what they do. Uh, you know, even even that guy that killed those college kids. Yeah. He uh, he's got a lawyer. And and nobody seems to be asking the question. I killed those kids. But when they were tracking him across the country to gather more evidence. His dad is with him. His dad had to come from Pennsylvania out to Idaho, I guess, to write home with him. Is that father somehow, did he know something before the rest of the world did? I mean, you can't bring those poor little kids back. But I mean, just, it, it seems like there's some obvious things going on out there. You know, even, even the drug cartels, something's going on in Mexico. El Chapo's kid who's named El Raton, <laughs> great name for a drug cartel guy, Rat, El Raton, they caught him, and they had a shootout. Well, that doesn't tell me that the law enforcement's getting better. That tells me that El Chapo's uh, cousin Paco is going to take over. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you a story that uh, I'm going to consider a blessing, a godsend. Uh, our Libby who just, I guess, got her dad's bug to travel. Her and her husband uh, had some friends that were going to do something, some event, I don't know what it was, in Mexico. And I'm like, Libby, why are you going back to Mexico? It's not a time to be traveling to Mexico. Of course, I told her that before she got married, and she got married in Mexico. <laughs> so when I am flying to, to uh, Tennessee this week, she said, oh, we're flying to Mexico this week to go see our friends to do or whatever. Two days later, she says, we're still in Dallas-Fort Worth. We haven't been able to leave. Something's going on in Mexico. <laughs> they were. <laughs> and then, did, did you see the report that came out? Uh, 30 people die in a shootout because El Chapo's son is being taken down and they are holding doctors and shooting commercial flights. That's where she was flying to. She was flying to the town where all of this was happening. Fortunately, she didn't get on a plane and get down there before <laughs> it all broke loose. And she just got home last night for, because they didn't go to Mexico. They had to hang out in Texas, which is fine because his family's from Texas, but it's like good grief. Kids stay home. My Lord. What? Hey, but the guy's got a perfect name, El Chapo, the short one, and in some circles, handsome. Now you got the rat. That's very appropriate name. But I'll bet you money marbles are chalk that somebody else has taken over that drug cartel, and that's what the shootout was about. They paid the president of Mexico more money, and yeah. so he looked the other way while they went and had the shootout. I mean, that would make more sense than anything else. Why would the, you know that the Mexican government and, and officials all over are getting paid off to look the other way for all of this stuff? The, they're making billions of dollars smuggling people and drugs during the Biden administration. I wouldn't be surprised if there's people in whoa, the White whoa, House. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just, you just brought something up that I hadn't even considered. I never thought about this until you said that. Is it just a coincidence that Biden goes to the border the same week that this shootout happens in Mexico with these drug lords? He's probably down there with with his bag man getting his, his cut of the deal. I don't know. I, I don't trust any of them. 
I mean, money is, well, is a corrupting I agent. Either, but I hadn't even thought about the timing of his visit because all of a sudden, middle week after this El Chapo's son, El Rato, we hear about that. All of a sudden, then Biden decides that's when he's going to go to the border. That's just a little too convenient well, yeah. for me now that I think about it. And now he's in Mexico talking to the president. You know, do you remember when they flew the pallet loads of, of euros and American money to the Iranians? Yeah. Well, maybe he took Air Force One down there. So instead of got the limousine in the back, maybe they got pallets of, of money or gold that, that uh, is his cut of the deal. Why would you let the drug cartels bring fentanyl in to kill 100,000 Americans? And all of these people who are on our welfare system that are going to strain the budgets that have no money, all the things that are going on, unless you're getting your pants pockets filled with gold, diamonds, something of value. Yeah. I can't believe that that's not happening. Somebody's getting paid. Well, now I'm for sure going to get a call from that Secret Service agent. <laughs> Somebody's knocking at the door, Trent. <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah don't be laughing i it, won't <laughs> it was january 2016 that uh we had a high level of anxiety if you'll remember you and i were talking about the same thing every week and that was a little situation at malheur and my trip uh, oh it was this weekend at, in 2016 that i was at burns oregon and malheur yeah, yeah. There is no doubt in my to... mind now that Biden is down there on the same week for a good reason. Yeah. His bag man's got COVID, so he couldn't send his bag man down to get his cut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bag man's his son. But, yeah. Well, maybe he's got other priorities, or maybe he, his nose is too white powdery. He's got so. some disease, I assure you of that. All right, we're in the final minute. <laughs> We were headed down a good path to talk about the sheep business, and we got derailed. What's the final words of wisdom today? Uh, never argue with the woman. They can remember things that haven't even happened yet. <laughs> As opposed to a mule who never forgets things that did happen. Did you just parallel yes. a woman to a mule? No, don't throw me under the bus this early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well it's early depending on where you are maybe it's not so early in other places all right okay hey, go ahead keep the fork it in down that re that would relate to mules and horses got it i'll just leave it at that we've journeyed down the road <laughs> Connecting food producers to food consumers. Frank Wilgram, Trent Luce, both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Now we take a moment and say thank you to those men and women who've been there to risk everything to protect our freedom. In the name of the United States military, the first responders, veterans, anybody who's been a part of procuring our freedom. It doesn't just happen, folks. It takes sacrifice. And the best way to say thank you to that sacrifice is the Wall of Honor. I've not seen anything better. The All-American Beef Battalion does a fantastic job. We feed the troops, but this brings it to the local community. That's what's so neat about this, thewallofhonor.org. For full details about how you can bring this tribute to your town, 
your community, your county, your region. Make a nomination of a loved one. Make a contribution. It's all about being a part of the solution. TheWallOfHonor.org.